This is the Northwestern Medicine Pod Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. There are different types of practitioners that specialize in integrative and functional medicine, but how do you know the difference so you can choose which one is most beneficial for you? My guest today is Dr. Melinda Ring. She's the executive director of the Osher Center for Integrative Medicine at Northwestern University. Dr. Ring, let's start with a description of integrative medicine for the listeners. What is it? Integrative medicine is a healing-oriented medicine that really takes into account the whole person mind, body, spirit, and there's a really strong emphasis on lifestyle factors. Um, It also emphasizes that therapeutic relationship that happens between a patient and the provider and makes use of all appropriate therapies, whether they're conventional or from other healing traditions. Well, that takes us very well into my next question. What complementary, they used to be called alternative therapies, but not so much anymore. What therapies fall under that integrative medicine umbrella? It's really very broad. The NIH, uh, National Institute of Health Division, that's devoted to complementary and integrative health, divides it into two major categories, one being dietary supplements, nutritional things, and then the other being a huge bucket of mind-body practices. And that includes more of your traditional mind-body medicine, like meditation or guided imagery, It includes more manipulative type therapies such as chiropractic, osteopathic, all the massage therapies. Another group is energy medicine, things like Reiki, which comes from Japanese healing tradition, healing touch, which was started by nurses in the United States. Um, Another category would be um, the use of other things like acupuncture and other healing traditions such as traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine or naturopathic medicine. So it's really a broad category um, of things that can be categorized as complementary therapies. Dr. Ring, as I see it, so many of these therapies are coming together now and under one umbrella for integrative, but even mainstream Western medicine is using some of these things like acupuncture and massage therapy, physical therapists, orthopedic surgeons. They're all kind of using this. Do you feel, in your opinion, that more of it is is entering the mainstream and coming together as one form of treating the whole body? Well, that's really the goal, that once there's enough evidence for what we're doing in integrative medicine, that it should become incorporated into the day-to-day practice of any type of medicine. And, you know, we've seen this over the years. Many years ago, biofeedback was considered very alternative. And then when there was enough evidence, it became part of usual medicine for the treatment of things like migraines or pain or other sorts of issues. I'd say acupuncture and meditation are those next categories that have gained enough acceptance, um, enough research showing potential benefits with little risk, where we are seeing it come into many, many more settings in conventional medicine. So what would you like the listeners to look for? Some key characteristics of a good functional medicine physician, what to look for when selecting a provider, and what are some red flags you think they should steer clear of? Well, I'd like to first differentiate because there's a lot of confusing nomenclature right now. Integrative medicine is, as I described it, the integration really of the whole person and the integration of Western medicine with complementary modalities. 
there are many competing or overlapping terms, such as functional medicine, anti-aging medicine, um, slow medicine, lifestyle medicine, and they have some similar characteristics and some differential ones. Functional medicine in particular is one that has become very popular in um, media and patients are starting to particularly seek out functional medicine. And functional medicine is a movement that, like integrative medicine, aims to look at the root cause of disease, trying to identify things like inflammation, nutrients imbalances, et cetera, but oftentimes also relies on specialized testing and other things to dig deeper potentially than is done um, with a conventional medicine doctor. So while many integrative medicine physicians incorporate some functional medicine practices, not all of them do. And similarly, not all doctors who identify themselves as a functional medicine physician will be recommending other sorts of approaches outside of what they they do as a result of those tests. In terms of an integrative medicine physician, um, again, it's it's many practices. practitioners will um, self-identify as an integrative doctor. And the important thing to know is that there is now a board certification in the United States where physicians um, are required to take to have completed an integrative medicine fellowship in order to sit for the board and become board certified. And this is really a, a mark of Um, advancement for the field where there is a credible way to say somebody has at least completed the right amount of training in order to provide safe and effective care. And with that, there's now 13 academic fellowships across the country for physicians, and there's over 1,200 fellowship graduates in our country. Wow. So when people are interviewing physicians, when they're talking to their friends, besides the certifications, is there something in the personality of integrative physicians that you would like people to hear? I think it's really important, as in any healing relationship, to feel the right connection, to feel trust, and to feel heard. Um, Any good provider is one who should be listening more than talking at the beginning at least. And so, so understanding that's important. Um, I think the other thing is asking if somebody has, if a provider's had experience with the particular concerns that you have, what kinds of patients have they treated? How has their success been in that way? And seeing if they're really the right fit for you. Um, it is very important in this burgeoning field to make sure that somebody is is experienced and um, not just saying, don't take things, don't, you know, oh, yes, you should stop medications. Oh, don't do the chemotherapy. You know, that's really not what we're recommending in, in integrative medicine. The idea is to try to help people find the safest, least invasive approach, but to definitely still do conventional medicine approaches when they're appropriate. So where does and how does the way that we live our life, the food we eat, the environment we live in, the relationships that we maintain, how does that all fit into the picture of integrative medicine? I think those factors that you mentioned are among those that are the most critical and for me always the starting point for where we we need to address 
a patient and how can they achieve their optimal health. Fatigue is a common symptom. If someone comes in with fatigue, but they're only sleeping five hours a night, we shouldn't go digging too deep in terms of saying, oh, here's some supplements you can take and that sort of thing. No, we need to focus on um, making sure the body is, is having time to restore and rest. So really, during those in, that initial visit, figuring out how somebody's doing in those pillars of health with movement and stress and connection to other people and emotional well-being and are they eating the right foods for them and understanding the importance of food as medicine? And are they potentially exposing themselves to environmental toxins through the products that they use in their home or on their body? All of those things are really core. And no matter whether somebody benefits from acupuncture or dietary supplements or other, these lifestyle factors should always be addressed. Tell us your philosophy of care and how you care for patients and and help them to be their own best health advocates. Uh, I really like how you said that. And in fact, a big study that came out, a multi-center study, BraveNet, of which our Osher Center was a part of, showed that one of the biggest benefits that people have in going to an integrative medicine center is that they are empowered. They feel a sense of self-efficacy where they have the tools to take care of themselves. So as opposed to something being done to or somebody being told what to do, the patient needs to be engaged in the decision-making to make sure it's right for them, that they're at the right place to make these changes, and, and then have a partner in being successful in making them. So ideally, it's one where we work together and we have follow-up visits where we can say how things are going, what's working, what's not working, and then look towards what else can be done. Wrap it up for us with your best advice, because this is such a huge topic. And as you say, it's a burgeoning field right now, and more and more people are looking to ways that they can help themselves without just necessarily, as you say, having things done to you or told to you. So what would you like the listeners to take away from this segment on integrative medicine so that they understand this field and how it can help them? I think it's important for people to realize that really any anyone can benefit from integrative medicine, whether you want to prevent disease down the road, optimize your health now, or address issues that you're having side effects from in terms of the other sorts of treatments that you're getting. So really, integrative medicine is appropriate for everyone. However, it is really important to find somebody who is somebody who will work with you and that you trust. I encourage people to look for physicians, integrative medicine physicians that are board certified, integrative medicine physicians who are affiliated with academic health centers. There's a website and organization called the Academic Consortium for Integrative Medicine and Health. That's imconsortium.org that lists over 70 academic programs with integrative medicine care. And really to understand that, you know, this is this is a way of life and it's it's something that they can do to empower the health of themselves and and their family. It's great information, Dr. Ring, and thank you so much for explaining to the listeners 
about the field of integrative medicine and, and how we're all working together now to treat the whole body and the whole person as opposed to just whatever the disease process is. Thank you again for joining us. You're listening to Northwestern Medicine Pod Talk. For more information on the latest advances in medicine, please visit nm.org. That's nm.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.